There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. We want to thank Factor for sponsoring Play Retro. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code RETRO50 to get 50% off your first box. Hey man, get portable. Get a Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. A color portable Game Gear, carrying case, and two hit games. Sonic 2, and the Majors Pro Baseball. Whoa, even save 50 bucks. The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Take off! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's one of my favorite What is uses. coffee tea? Coffee tea Sega, man. Hey everybody, welcome back to Play Retro. This is where we talk about old, old video games. And I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm going to be on the bus for 15 minutes. So, I'm taking my Sega Game Gear, and Uh one game, and 18 AA batteries. I'm pretty sure I can beat half this first zone of Sonic before it's off to Kmart for another battery. Oh, you went to Kmart. So let's see where I went. Mm. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I have another battery-based uh, quip. Hey, 1990s Radio Shack wants to know what I plan on doing with this 100-pack of AA batteries. Well, Point Dexter, that's what we used to call nerds. <laughs> I'm going to power my 8-bit imagination and fail 10th grade math. Everything is going to be just fine until I stop using my game gear and go in and, and, you know, Radio Shack goes out of business. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Damn you, Death Adder Battery Eater of the 8-Bit Handhelds. Yeah, this thing. Big old battery-chomping monster pooper. Sega Game Gear. But we like the Sega Game Gear, and it was actually more successful than any of you think. Okay? Yeah. More than most of you don't know that that thing sold enough to be considered a successful console by any measurement, except it was being measured against the freaking Game Boy, which was not fair. It wasn't fair. it wasn't fair. There was nothing like the Game Boy before the Game Boy, and it was a beast, and it was just doing its thing, yeah. ripping up the place. That's right. We'll talk more about it here coming up on Play Retro. Before we do, it hit me today, or as, oh. or as I like to say, it hit me yesterday because I wrote this yesterday. Oh, okay. We're a day late. You guys probably noticed. Uh, day late. Anyway, but not a dollar <laughs> short because uh, here, here's what I realized. 
a lot of times I'll talk about games right here on the show that are from 2004. And I oh, consider yeah. those to be, for the most part, retro games. So when I think of GBA right. games or whatever, a lot of those came out around then. And so I think of that time as, as kind of a, a retro thing. And then it occurred to me that World of Warcraft came out in 2004. Do right. I consider World of Warcraft a, a retro game experience? And at first I went, well, of course not. It's still a living, breathing game that goes on today. But then it mm-hmm. hit me after that. People are playing World of Warcraft Classic. Why would that even exist if it wasn't considered classic, a.k.a. retro? So I think 04 is okay is what I'm getting at. I think we're teetering right there on the edge of what we consider play retro when we talk about things like that. Usually, in my own personal opinion, I usually look and go, oh, what technology, what major technology was missing from this system. Like we talk about the Dreamcast and is still we consider that retro and it's is pr- is pretty bump, pretty close to bumping up to that time era. Yeah. And I go, well, you know, it didn't have any network connectivity. There was no online purchasing of software. You still were buying disc. We had we had a huge leap uh after that, right? And yeah. so yeah. I'm like, mm, I I consider that to be a, a be retro, you know. Someone so, in the chat room yeah, made what, a point here, I believe it's correct. Uh, it says not it is not a time-based thing, says Coffee Scroll. Right. It is a moving target. Yes. Yeah. It is kind of like that too, because part of us when we talk about retro, what we're really talking about for us is nostalgia. And nostalgia really usually hits when you're like, oh, remember when I was eight? And you're usually about 28, 30 when you start realizing that you miss your childhood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been, and you start going, Oh yeah. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So you can't that, help it. That, no. It is a moving target. So we are saying, so the Wraith says is halo retro. If we're saying Oh four is can be, can be retro. Sure. Cause 2000 somebody, can be retro. Sure. Why not? For somebody and, you know, somewhere. Each, and will that be a generate? Cause, Cause you know, each generation has its own, uh, you know, definitions of stuff like this. This isn't like hardcore, like cars. We have like classifications that definitely right. say, okay, this many years, but that's because that stuff has to be taxed in a certain way. So you got to be very clear <laughs> on, you know, where it sits. Yeah. Is but we're, we're, you know, we're just, we're just shooting the shit here and talking. Yeah. And so, yeah, we don't, we don't have, we don't require anything to be an absolute no definition, right? No, you can guarantee we're going to talk about old stuff. Next week is very old. We'll talk about that coming up, but maybe we should co- rename ourselves to play nostalgia. Would that be, would that make everybody happy? No, Fine. I hate that name. I'm never doing that. I, that do too. I hate I the word too. nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia sounds like myalgia. It sounds like something someone has right. and shouldn't want, you know? Well, how about play? Remember when play? Remember when? <laughs> Nope, going to play to retro. See, play member we just proved our point. Play member, play member. <laughs> I mean, hmm? uh, well, anyway, bears. Brian, I heard speaking of game gears, somebody oh. sent you an old crappy one, and you have to fix it. What's going on there? That's right. Well, it's not as easy. Just don't don't talk about it being crappy. It just needs a little tender love and care. Sega Game Gear was sent to me by Jay, aka Satan Slurpee. You may see him around the different uh, retro. Uh, the communities we have with uh, Frog Pants as well as Mission Deep and sent me it to me. And it is a fixer-upper as a lot of equipment is. Oh. It would have been from this time period because uh, the, we had a real capacitor quality issue during that time. And typically what happens to these, if you get a Game Gear and there's either not sound or the screen is lined, which is what this, what, this one does that it's got the line screen no sound when you put the batteries in yeah uh then it's gonna it's probably gonna be 
caps replaced. And when I when I say caps replaced, I mean all of them. There's like yeah. I think there's like fourteen to twenty or something. Uh, and so we got to break this thing open. What card, what card is that, it. by the way? What is in the back of that? That's thing? what I was going to show you. This looks like this is the Sonic uh, Two Hedgehog Two. Uh, yeah, and it says was that it good? Just, I don't remember if that was good. I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm I not sure it. because I didn't. I didn't, out of the ones we played this week, I did not play this one. I, I did, did play, play two. Two's music was familiar to me when I was playing it earlier, and I went, "Oh, I played right. two and uh, didn't go bother to see if I'd played one." But my memory is it wasn't the best Sonic game ever. It was okay. Right. It was this, but it, but it's in here, baby, and we're gonna take a look and see if we can fix. It. Oh yeah, I also printed this too, not to not to not talk about my 3D printing experience. Yeah, I printed. Can't out have a week without Gear Brian stand. talking about his 3D print. Oh look right. at this, look a at that. Game Gear stand hooks right into the back there, just burp and it stands up just like a Steam Deck. That's right, this is like a Steam Deck for the uh, olden times. What's the what's the resolution on that thing? It's like 125 one, by something. Yeah, it's like 166 by 120 or something. Don't quote me on that. It's something is something really low. It's four by three screen, so. Yeah, so, uh, something like that, like one sixty by one twenty or something. I yeah, can't it's real small. Exactly. I would love to know it's super what. Small. I'd love to know how many Game Gear screens, right, at that pixel resolution, matching what current pixel density is. Okay, how right. many Game Because you would shrink that if it was today. All right, it would be right. much smaller, little tiny guy. How many of those screens would you need to fill up a four K monitor or display or TV? Oh my God, that's a great question. Um, I would love to do I'm that. Assuming math. Some, more more than ten. Someone in our chat, look, somebody in there's like a big math genius whiz. Throw that math yeah. down. Get that done. The the race says forty two because that's the answer to everything. Well, so that's, that's smart true. move. Yeah, smart move. That's a quick get out of jail card. Anyway, yeah, right. uh, I can't wait to see what you do with it. What? And uh, good there luck. you go. Pixel uh, uh, rages in the chat room says one sixty by one forty four, and you was something in in okay. that range. So thank you very so, much. So one hundred sixty wide. And you would times right. that by whatever hundred yeah hundred and forty four pixels. So to, no, what you do is you, you would mind, you take four. What is the actual resolution of four K? It's like 32. oh, you're still doing your math for the thing. I yeah, got yeah. you. That's what I want. I don't well, care about the actual. It's going to get real complicated because uh, the most uh, the, you know four K is a sixteen by nine format, and this is a four by three. You're right, or yeah, but you're it. not. You don't have to scale them up. You just have to put them all. End by end, like how many of those end by end would right. make the entire screen? And I, if you take your four thousand, so an actual, yeah, thirty eight forty by twenty one sixty is four K resolution. Even though it right. says four K, it's really just under three four thousand. Right. Uh, you take that thirty eight forty. So I'll do this. Here we go. You got math. I'm going to do math right now. Divide that by the uh, ones. Uh, the ones by the one sixty, right? Divided by one sixty width. Oh shoot. Oh, my camera's doing the glitch again. Sorry, chat. I don't know what's causing that. Whatever that is, it keeps coming and going, and hopefully it'll all go away soon. Uh, okay, let me do that again. 3840 divided by... While you do that, I'm going to look I'm gonna look up how many... 360 gears. 360 <laughs> game gears across. Think, Brian, that's a lot of game gears across, man. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so, uh, you know. I agree. All I right. agree. That's, that, yeah, <laughs> that that is just, that maybe too many game gears. I don't have. I don't think there's that many caps in the world to do that many cap replacements. It's more game gears across than one might think. Anyway, right. uh, I'm going to leave it on this screen, everybody, just in case. Well, I'm hoping they don't upscale it. I hope it's just. I hope they just blow the pixels all up. Right. I hope it's just yeah. just giant one big screen. 
Yeah. Perfect. Also, F you internet today. What is going on? Okay. Doesn't matter. Everybody at home, we do a live stream when we do the show. So if you're listening to the show, you're like, what the heck are you guys complaining about? Got some kind of weird glitch going on today. Don't know what yeah. it is. Haven't yeah. had it. It's weird. It's like the, the packets are being throttled. It's not even like it's not even doesn't even like it's something local. It looks like it's something that's between you and Twitch, maybe. It could be. Know, Might be Twitch. I don't know. I don't know. Uh anyway. So that is a lot of uh, game screen, gear green screen, uh, green <laughs> game gear screens across your 4K TV. That was the point I was trying to get out there. Right. Uh, all right. That's that's, that's that would have uh, Ethan uh, Supley uh, asking you questions. So weird that commercial. Oh, yeah, I, I should explain commercial. this thing here. Coffee, tea. So that commercial that I played at the intro was set on an airplane where a guy had a Sega Genesis and a television in his lap. And then he had a, an extension cord that ran from him down the aisle of the plane, out the plane's door, out the door, and all the way down to Earth, plugged in so he could play his game. He could play his Genesis. Makes sense. Uh, at one point, he's gotten too high in the air, and the cable pops out. So our very <laughs> realistic scenario so far. Guy can't play his, his Genesis in this plane. So the stewardess or somebody walks by and gives him a Game Gear. And that's all fine and good. But at the very end, the way this thing ends is the lady, her. Hey, man, get portable. Whoops, wherever she went. Coffee, tea. Back up! So she literally says that. She leans over like you would a flight attendant. And you go, coffee, right. tea. And then she yells Sega with her eyes getting all bulged out. It's fantastic. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen that commercial in forever, but I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, that freaked me out. It's real good. First days. Yeah, yes. it's very, very good. All right. Well, speaking of Game Gear, let's do more. Shall we play a game? We indeed shall. Let's talk about Game Gear games, at least the exclusives we think are the most playable even today. And yeah, it and turns I had out, some fun this past week. I, I did shocked. too, dude. I was so shocked how much fun I had with these Game Gear games because, I, I mean, look, I had one. I enjoyed it. I maybe owned four games for it in the lifetime of the damn thing. Um, yeah. And I had the TV tuner and some other stuff we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, I don't have like a memory that everything was amazing and that there was no better experience. And I don't know why I have these, this fondness, right? Turns but you out bought it, you bought it like when it, uh, when it launched, right? Yeah. I bought a launch day, went out and got yeah, it. Yeah. Look at you. you. That's what I always love about you, man. You've always been the launch day guy. I'm always the, let's just wait and see. Yeah. And that's so. why you have, that's why you'll retire comfortably and I'll never have any money in the bank. <laughs> Because I like to go, I, uh, I like to go to software, et cetera, and be there at six a.m. and then wait for a dumb Game Gear to get released. Is what I did. Right, I was waiting for the Game Gear. I was like, let's just see how this plays out. All oh, the prices are dropping. Time yeah. to go get me a Sega Game Gear. That's yeah. exactly what I did. But uh, also do that with the game titles, which means also I had a very small library, as you as as you did as well. Yeah, and I don't think that means yeah. anything about your. Uh, Anything else about you that you had a small library? No, it's not a. No, I just got. I have a small library and a small mind for there, it. To fit there in. you have it. Um, yeah. But anyway, I really liked it. But I guess I'm a little surprised by the quality of the games these many years later because it's easy to have a lot of nostalgia brain and go, "Well, of course that was awesome. I played it." And then you play it now, and you're like, "Oh boy, this doesn't hold up very well." In this case, there are a bunch of games that like legit hold up, and I would I found yeah. myself just keep playing them. I was like, "Oh, have I played this for two hours? How did that happen?" It's only like no, a four hour no game. And I'm halfway done. No, sh no shade on the Game Boy at all. Game Boy is a classic. However, I gotta say, found myself thinking lots of times. I'm like, "This was these games seem to be more playable out of the ones I've sample tested 
than my memory of the game boy, not the color. No. The Game Boy. Never the color. The original. Yeah. Right. Not the color and not the advanced, but the original Game Boy. I didn't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Isn't that I'm, weird? I'm probably we'll we'll probably have to visit a really an, a full episode of Game Boy to prove me wrong, but I, I just kind of feel that way. Yeah. I kind of do too. And I don't I, looking back now, it's harder for me to spin up a Game Boy game and enjoy it. Uh yeah. for for mostly reasons that I especially if I'm doing the black and white stuff, I just don't think it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always always it. end up colorizing mine and find a palette for it if I do it. Yeah. And it feels like the games don't are simpler. But you know what? It was it was is it's really hard when people compare the Game Boy to the Game Gear because Nintendo just dropped it and says, you know what? We think people would like an extension of what we were doing with like the Game and Watch or whatever they were doing. And they said we we like to dig, dig deeper, right? Mm. And so they they did that, and nobody was even thinking handhelds really. No, you know, like with like Tiger or something, maybe I don't know. But anyway. Uh, they, they, and then Game Gear is like tried to answer everything, all the complaints about the Game Boy, but they also had to go to $150 price point yeah. as opposed to the $89.99 price point of the Game Boy, which had a 40 hours worth of battery life or something compared yeah. to the Game Gears the four for six AA batteries or something. Yeah. And again, yeah. like at that era, anyway, 11 million units is a success. The Game yeah. Gear was a success, but when you're dealing with a com- competition that hit over a mil- hundred million, one hundred million, yeah. million? <laughs> I mean that's insane. You got to remember the Sega Master System only sold twenty million worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that's what this was too. If you didn't know the Game Gear, the Game Gear, unlike the Nomad, the Nomad was the portable Genesis. The Game Gear was the portable Master System, and you could buy the card adapter, and you could play all of your um, Master Systems. And I say you can play all your Master Systems. That's to, that's a broad stroke. I don't know if right. you could play absolutely every one of them, but you could. most of them were supposed most to be. Most of them worked, yeah. I think most of the ones that mattered worked anyway. Um, but think of this. Look at it in these terms. That means the Game Gear sold more than the Dreamcast did. More actual consoles right. sold than Dreamcast. Yeah. 10, 10 million for Dreamcast, something like that? Yeah, a little just shy yeah. of it. PS Vita, PlayStation Vita was right around the same uh, amount, right around yeah. 11 yeah. million. Like, I, I guess what I'm saying is don't poo poo the Game Gear. The thing was like legit. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was the first, in fact, of all the people who tried to dethrone my uh, uh, Nintendo and chip them down a few pegs, they're the yeah. only ones that came anywhere close Yeah, in the handheld market. So, I don't know, man. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to talk about the Atari. We, we hear you, Atari Lynx fans. We hear you. We hear you, you Turbo. What is the Turbo Express or whatever for the, the NEC? We hear you. We we know. We're going to get to those. Yeah. But yeah, today we're celebrating the Game Gear. That's right. I'm going to do something to just <laughs> test my, uh, my screen here a little because we're still a little choppy. So, chat room, a little choppy. ignore this. You're going to see the Adventure Club video. I just want to see if it actually keeps happening. And I'll right. see if maybe it's something to do with my overlays because I don't know what's going on. It could be. It could be. Don't know. Um, all right. Let's get to this one. Uh, you, none of this music really matters all that much, but this matters. The version oh. of the Sega intro on the Game Gear sounded like garbage shit. How terrible is that? It's really bad, right? Well, once again, that that was something that came uh, that that particular intro didn't come out until the Genesis era, right? Am I in, am I misremembering that? Well, this and yes, so Genesis this was, version did it first, and then they down sampled it to the yeah to the game to here. fit on that master system processor there. Ooh, boy, yeah, it's bad, right? Really bad. Listen to that. 
Like, is that even, that's not even, that's not normal. But, you know, you're listening to it uh, through that little speaker. Maybe, maybe you don't notice it as much. Maybe it's, you know, you're outside, it's noisy. Sure. You know, it's, you're back inside looking for more batteries. You know, it's It's all those things and more. All right. I'm going to do this. Okay. We've come back. Sorry, everybody. Weird glitch. I think we're okay now. I think we're I okay. I told you now. we shouldn't try to run this episode on a Game Gear. <laughs> yeah, see, this is the problem. Those double A's aren't going to help us at all either. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're back at it. I don't know where we were, but we're going to play this music from Axe. Oh, we were talking about this. The only thing I want to say about it is it is actually very impressive that an 8 bit machine with a very inferior sound chip. Yes. Even, even, I mean, even the Genesis one was nothing to write home about. But the fact that that little crappy chip in that Game Gear could poop that out yeah. and have it sound sort of like the iconic sound, I'll give it some right. credit for that. It's fine. And I have I have all kinds of looked at that stupid sound card because I've got to replace about four caps on that thing. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty small. And it's still it's done the job. It got it done. Yeah. Gets her done. As the, as the as what's his name says, Larry the Cable Guy, who's not really him. Anyway, hey, here's some music. Kind of much better sound to it. Uh, this right here is the music to uh, a little game called Axe Battler, a Legend of Golden Axe game, or a Legend of Golden Axe. There's no game at the end. 1991, this game came out, and I did not play it in the day. Yeah, but I played it yesterday, and you know what? It's all right. It's it's not bad as far as parts of the game. I wasn't crazy about the actual battles at first because there's three modes in this game. The Axe Battler, you can uh, there there's like this 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 exploratory part, but then you have like these random encounters. Yeah. Or sometimes you can actually encounter stuff on purpose. Uh, but the encounters are probably the weakest part of this this whole game uh, because they're it's not my favorite. Get either, hit, yeah. 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 If you get hit like even one time, which your reach is longer than everybody else because you're the Axe Battler, right? Yeah. Uh, then you get knocked out. But if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed, uh, you know, gold, golden axe warrior, anything, anything like that, then this is this is good. The golden axe, is yeah, good. It's, it's all right. It's turn, you know, it's turn based, uh, kind of random encounters, like you said. There's also a kind of a two D, uh, walk, uh, platformy walking bit that reminds me a lot of Zelda two. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going for a couple of things here, I think, and I think it succeeds mostly at the combination of yeah. things it's trying to do. It's not the worst game you're going to ever spend your time with. I was more, I was impressed with it because I just didn't expect anything from it, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. So what? It, it, made really, me, it made me wonder why Sony or Sega didn't do more with, with uh, Golden Axe as an offshoot for other game types, right? Because um, we've talked about that before. What was the other one we liked so much in the Gold, Zelda Golden Likes? Axe Warriors? Yeah, which was, that was uh, awesome. the other one we talked about. That was pretty darn cool. Yeah. And uh, that this game, we're going to talk about this a lot while we're talking about the Sega Game Gears. We know this is a really small screen. We mentioned at the top of the show, 160 by 144. Yeah. Uh, and the screen, I think, is like five inches or something. So if you imagine most of your uh, cell phones a day and like you, you have like half the screen, if you turn it sideways and half the screen, you're getting pretty close yeah. uh, to the screen size. So if the sprites were large and legible, like they'd have to be at least like almost an eighth of the screen. Yeah. Uh, in size and golden and that's one of the great things about golden axe are all those great big fat characters they usually have yeah and so it, i thought it looked pretty good well the original game boy resolution was let's see i'm just doing a comparison here uh the it's game like boy, by, it's much smaller it right yeah they said like 80 by 
Oh, here it is. Um, oh, no, it wasn't bad. 160 by 144. Oh, so it's the same. Yeah, so it's the, the same, same as the, uh, just it wasn't in color. And uh, so, okay, so. It's a little slower, that. too. I noticed there was a lot of tearing and, and uh, kind of jerkiness to Game Boy games that tried to do a lot of scrolling and stuff. And it felt like the Game yeah. Boy or the Game uh, Gear had a better handle on that. Same as the Genesis uh, it's different. I, I haven't dug deep into the Game Boy screen, but it's definitely different technology because the Game Boy, of course, not being backlit or frontlit unless you actually frontlit it yourself from an external uh, device. Yeah. Um, but whereas the Game Gear, of course, was backlit. It's I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a cool game, was though. It, uh, worth checking out. There's also this one that I actually think is eh, close to my favorite. Anyway, here it is. Oh. Yeah. Very close. Not quite my favorite, but we'll get into why uh, I think that it's pretty good. This game is called Crystal Warriors. Brian's got a... Com- is that a comic? What is that? This is... I got confused. So there's a comic that I love. It's called Crystar. Okay. Crystal Warrior. And when I saw this, I when I saw this game was on our list of exclusive titles for the Sega, I was like, <gasps> they made a Crystal Warrior game because it is also about elements yeah. right it's, yeah, an, yeah. it's elements and it's fantasy and everything i was reading i was like oh my god this has got to be the same it's not the same it's not the same as it? it's different <laughs> it's not the same well this one if you are a fan of the nintendo titles uh or the the um uh, the fire emblem titles from, from yes. nintendo then this will be immediately uh, accessible to you because it's a turn-based tactical strategy rpg yeah. And it's a good one, in my opinion. I think this is pretty yeah. strong stuff. It reminds me of playing Fire Emblem or even Advance Wars. Uh, it's sort of that similar thing. You take turns. It's all turn-based, which I'm a big fan of anyway. I think the actual combat screens are a little boring and dumb. Uh, yeah. Just because they take a while. <laughs> uh, longer yeah, there's than no like. backgrounds in them we've seen, but you get all your stats there. The animations are hilarious mm-hmm. whenever they come up and, and they attack each other. You can have up to, you start out with six adventures, you can get up to nine. Yep. There is a permadeath in this game. Um, I There's a lot of things going on in this game that I thought that they did it really well. Like, there's also like a little bit of fog of war mm-hmm. uh, where you don't know who the enemy is unless you use one of your spellcasters to scan them and then you kind of know better because they don't know how to position uh tactically you know where do you want to put your healer at you want to put him in the back where you want to put your you know your your uh the archer or, or, or you know different classes where you want to place them at sure um but man yeah this one blew me away with uh with that and and the fact that you would go from one you start with your castle and you go over to another castle and you'd enter that town but you'd encounter enemies along the way then once you get into the other side, you can you know, shop around, upgrade your equipment, reorganize. But once again, like I said, you got that permadeath, man. Yep. You might like one of your buddies, and he's just dead, and you'll never see him again. Yeah, no, Ooh. it's it's a cool game. I also like that you can tame animals along the way, but yes. unlike a lot of games where you have animal taming, they don't actually have to fight if you don't want them to, but you can. Right. They can be part of your battles, which is that cool. was way cool. I didn't because I, I, I was curious about that because when I first started encountering things, the first thing you encounter when you play this game is animals, and I thought, oh, I'm going to be fighting against enchanted animals who are pissed. All right, cool. Yep, and I'm like, no, okay. So it kept saying tame, and I'm like, oh wait, am I going to tame these characters? So sure enough, if that character tames an uh, an animal, he can then choose to play or not play in battle. Pokemon, po- get out there, yeah, and take that, d- do it. Pocket m- monsters. Pocket um, Monsters. It's cool. Came out in 1991, and I think uh, 
is the most accessible of these, maybe. But that again, I have a bias toward this game type, so I'm kind of a sucker for it. Yeah, um, I think, and and I just played lots of. There's also a Japanese only follow up to this. It's like, uh, was it Stone Battler or something like that? I've actually played it before. Uh, Japanese only release, but there is a fan. Uh, translation for that. What was it? What's it called? Is it? Uh, is, is something like that? It's like stone, destroy stone. It. Whoops. Stone brick briskets. Stone destroy briskets. Destroy them with lasers. Yeah, just stone briskets. That's it. Stone, uh, stone, stone hedges. Stone. I, I don't know. Stone. I'm gonna keep d- d- stalling for time. How come we never uh, got it? Because it was the Game Gear dead. Dead by then, they'd given up. Moved uh on. yeah probably this yeah i don't know we shouldn't be because this was 91 when this first one came out i think it was yeah. 92 or so when the when the second came out where the crap is it i wonder why we didn't get royal it. stone it was the royal, royal stone, stone which sounds like a great band doesn't it it's doesn't amazing. yeah welcome to the stage royal stone performing their uh, rendition you, of hey we're an old we're a japanese thing that didn't make it to america I think you nailed it, though, because the Japanese-only sequel, yeah. Royal Stone, wasn't published until 95, and that was pretty much the, oh, near yeah. the end, uh, where where Sega was just really working with a few developers and just going, hey, come on, please, just we got we just got to get a few more out there. Come on, man, just work What with was us. I doing in 95 for handhelds? Probably still still sort of messing with my game gear, but I think I would I had probably right. moved on to one of the, the newer pocket editions of the Game Boy or something. Right, right. At that Probably stage. So. Yeah. But that's kind of when Nintendo was, or sorry, Sega was about to get weird. <laughs> it <laughs> was all about to get weird. Yeah, things were getting weird at Sega. But then came a game in 1992 that I don't remember at all. All right. I'm going to play a little music from that thing, too. Oh, boy, that one will go right to your soul. The Game Gear was good at this fake echo music. Right. Creating the, the sense of an echo. Anyway, that game is called Defenders of Oasis. And it is a very traditional Japanese-style RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it says its story's based on 1001 Nights. But it right. just it didn't strike me as anything too close to that. It just felt... No, it was set in that kind of that world. So you you got your, like, Beyond Oasis-type games, Defenders of Oasis in this case, with... Uh, you know, setting those those different settings of one thousand and one nights stories, uh, overhead perspective, a uh, little command base. You'll notice that a couple of early on, it seemed like the really good games seemed to be the, you know the RPG JRPGs because you know they were they were specifically trying to uh, attack Nintendo, who was doing very well at these. Yeah, uh, this, but, this was yeah, a Final I, Fantasy attempt sort of thing. That's what yeah. this game was. Yeah. And I I thought this one was okay. I played this one. It is very it is very solid. Uh, the the graphics look amazing, probably better than Crystal. Even though I love Crystal Warriors, yeah. it was kind of disjointed. Some of the graphics were kind of you know in typical fashion. It was some of it was cutesy and some of it was more serious, but it didn't seem to match. Even the characters' outfits didn't even have the same colors. It was just weird. But this one, it really to to me, it really it's nailed uh, the RPG. Yeah, I agree. Classic. I think it looks uh, yeah. way better than a handheld, uh, an eight bit handheld deserves to look. Um, yeah, it's it surprised and, me. But a lot of that stuff, the you know, those trappings the are there. Like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the char- the characters and the dialogue and all that. Ah, oh, that that's where this game really shines. Uh, the dialogue is just is so is is so quirky, mm. uh, but it just kind of works and it makes actually makes you kind of makes you endeared to the character. You kind of endear themselves to you. They kind of 
I'm like, oh, okay, I, I I like this guy now, even yeah. though he's kind of goofy. I do. I, as a general endearing. rule, I don't love random encounters, and this game of, is chock full of those. Yeah. Um, but it's no worse than any other JRPG. So <laughs> I think this is the one. Yeah. And the good thing about this one, uh, this is the one that does the. Is this was it Crystal or was it this one that you only had? No. Okay. I'm thinking of Crystal Warriors. I did like Crystal Warriors. That was my favorite combat because you didn't have to defeat. You would just, uh, you would just go like two rounds in a random encounter, and then you would go back to overworld. Here, you're once again, yeah, traditional Japanese RPG, yeah, uh, battle, battle till you get out or run, yeah, don't little, run. A little grindy if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. You already know what you're getting into, so uh, recommended for those for those people. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, and you're right. So dialogue. if you were thinking that you're a, like, I'm a, I'm an RPG fan. Sega's not got nothing for me. Look at the game gear titles. You might find yourself a few gems. Yeah. More than I think you probably know at this stage. Right. Let us talk about our friends at factor factor friends. You might call them. You want to get America's number one, ready to eat meal kit and start saving some time. Hmm. Well, this year you've got goals. It's only February. It's early. Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of those goals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything you've got on that huge to-do list. You can get that number one American ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time eating well and living your best year yet. Head to factormeals.com retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. I like everything I've ever had from Factor. Uh, in particular, they have a fish meal that just blew my mind. And I don't think, I think fish is hard to do right, you know? But I fired that up, ate it, and went, wait a minute, this is amazing. You might do that as well. Factor is now owned by HelloFresh, so there's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands, and well, now you can enjoy both brands at a discount. Too busy to cook with Factor? Skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Never frozen. It's always fresh. And these meals are ready to eat in about two minutes. All you have to do is heat it up and enjoy it. Anybody can do that stuff. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something to try. Plus, you can get, uh, you know, a meal rounded out and replenished with uh, the snacks you like the most. They have an assortment of 36-plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Mm-mm. Also, if you're eating vegan or veggie, it's fine. It's a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. So you know your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you don't, I don't know, feel like, you, let's say you don't want to be normal. You want to mix things up. Well, you can add a protein uh, to whatever you want. Just select a vegan plus veggie meal each week. Whatever you want to do, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code retro50 at factormeals.com slash retro50 to get that 50% off your first box. Now, let's get into the action. The action people want to hear from us, right? They yeah, because there's no more. Us. That's it. That was all the RPG action I think we were even talking about today. I think everything else is, yeah. It's all pretty straightforward. Everything else is action. I was a big Shinobi fan, and you could play Shinobi 2, mm -hmm. colon, The Silent Fury. 
on this device, and it sounded a bit like this. Oh, intriguing ninja bullshit happening with the song. Anyway, this is uh, as nondescript as that music is. This is another edition of Shinobi, and um, in this case, I want to I want to read what you pulled from the Wikipedia. I love this description. Yeah, I, I couldn't do better than that. I tried to write your own thing, but I was like, mm, that's pretty good. No, this is so good. Uh, the evil techno warriors have enlisted the Black Ninja, master of ninja techniques, to help them take over Neo City. This evil syndicate has captured the four elemental crystals and their guardian ninja, Joe Muhashi. Sorry, mm-hmm. Musashi. Musashi. Musashi has to rescue four fellow ninja and retrieve their corresponding elemental crystals before the final showdown against the black, e- or sorry, the evil black ninja in his castle. Ooh. How can I do better than that? That was, I will give some serious props to the Wikipedia writer, uh, author of the, the GG Shinobi 2. That might be in the job. manual or something. I don't know. Maybe it could be. It could be. It's entirely possible. But if you but like Shinobi, well you'll probably like this. My only complaint about Shinobi Two, I think it's very fun. It's a it's a workable, serviceable action side scroller. There's not nearly chucking enough shurikens in the game. Yeah, yeah. There's none of that right away. This is not your this is not your typical Shinobi. Like the my go to game on my master system was absolutely shinobi anytime i could get some shinobi in i was getting the shinobi in but yeah. this was a little bit different because you were you were uh, unlocking or rescuing uh ninjas so that you could progress in different areas and you could choose to start wherever you wanted to yeah. except for the final level right uh and you could you could fight in different areas like you fight in the woods or on the on the on the, on the docks uh remind me of the first mega one? man where you could choose your uh Choose your starting level, basically. Right, right. You know, it was playing the factory right way. now. Yeah. Look at him fighting these guys. Look at this. Chop, chop. It's good, and it's just like Shinobi. Now, don't don't get worried. It is still a Shinobi because you will. It's easy to die. You only have like three health bars to start with. I think you can increase that, or maybe if different the different ninjas have it. I'm not sure because I do it. In you know what sucked is the boxes that had bombs in it. Those pissed me off. Those bombs. Oh, yeah, I didn't understand the bombs. Why is there a bomb in a lot of these boxes? I'm like, is it so that I can hit it and then walk away and <laughs> yeah. then the enemy will walk over top of it? Nope, just yeah. it's just there to piss me off, like you said. Yeah, the pacing's uh, not, not you know, Shinobi 3 on the Genesis is really the high point of the Shinobi series, in my opinion. Yeah. So if you really yeah. want to go nuts and play Shinobi, that's the game to play. But if you want yeah. to check this one out just from a historical sort of, hey, this existed sort of perspective, I think you can have a good time. It's all right. Yeah. We're going to say that in a couple of instances here where we're going to go like, why would you get the 8-bit version of this uh, experience when you get a you know a 16, 16-bit version of this yeah. elsewhere? Yeah. Right? Why would you do that? And it's not the same game they had on the Genesis, but, uh, you know, if it's, it's still kind of all the same. It's all just Shinobi. Sure. Slice, now, slice, job. Don't don't die. Yeah, don't die. If you can help it, try not to die. That's the rule of the game. Right. Now, if you're sitting there going, man, I was a Nintendo guy and I had all the Castlevania I could eat. It's all I wanted to play. <laughs> well, good news, because there was Master of Darkness. Now, I... Master of Darkness, Brian! Yes, and Brian shoved this one in here, whether Scott wanted it or not. I shoved this in last second, so if if he wants to call me out for putting this piece of crap in No, your it's fine. I actually kind of like this game. I played it as well. Well, actually, I saw it in the notes and last minute played yeah. it because I didn't yeah, know yeah. about this one, and I went, oh, wait a minute, what is this? It really is, they're trying to be Castlevania clone. 
Yeah. The only difference is. is a dude in a suit. <laughs> um, it's so hilarious. But he's still whipping. You know, it's still like bats are he's coming a, at you. A, it's he's Castlevania. A He's okay. So imagine Castlevania, but you're playing as a gentleman, and you're in London, and you're actually playing as uh, as Ouija obsessed, Ouija board obsessed psychologist. Uh, I forget what his name is. Anyway, he's 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 trying to find. Uh, he he thinks that Count Dracula is uh, is murdering people uh, in the guise of being Jack the Ripper. Uh-huh. Turns out. Spoiler, uh, it is Jack the Ripper who is have is killing the people, but he's doing them as blood offerings so that he can uh, resurrect Dracula. Oh, okay. So Great. this story is freaking wild. <laughs> if you want to play a gentleman with a cane going, you know, traveling across London during you know Jack the Ripper time yeah. and trying to uh, trying to revive uh, Dracula, this is a game for you, man. Yeah. It made me laugh. It is, it's a goofball. The story's goofball as hell. Again, it is. I mean, I say Castlevania clone. It does have its own story. To, you know, it's its own story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh. but it's side scrolling. Go up steps. Use a whip thing. It looks like a cane, but it's really a whip. You know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> it really it's Castlevania. Is what it it is. really is. Now there are bats in this thing, but they're not nearly as annoying as the bats in Castlevania. Instead, they replaced that job with these dumb dogs that you can't because okay so you know this is once again we're the game gear so it's a four by three screen and the sprites are pretty big and so as soon as you step into a frame you know the the screen will scroll and then a dog come running at you and there's no time to react because he's just literally he's two inches away from you so you gotta yeah and you hit you every freaking time it also looks like you're playing you're fighting against a bunch of batmen you know, yeah, I'm not. Uh, there's a other gentleman, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's more than I don't just know what you. They're doing You're not exactly. the only gentleman. You are a, you are amongst a distinguished group of gentlemen in this game, right? But I just couldn't believe this game. I did. I was I was just I was just flipping through the games on my uh, Mister FPGA, which is how I played most of these this week. No. And uh, I saw that title, and I was like, Oh, Master of Darkness, what is that? And I clicked on it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is freaking hilarious. I love it. And yeah. I looked, and sure enough, it was one of those exclusives. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down then. Sign me up. Well, here's Put what you in. need. You need, in your life, you need a little bit of a, a stupid fox. Uh, it's pretty jaunty and good for the kids. Probably a little less hardcore of a story than a uh, gentleman killing vampire uh, deal. <laughs> But uh, that game would be one I played back in the day and tried again now and actually was uh, surprised how much I still enjoyed it. It's Tales yeah. Adventure, a spinoff from Sonic from 1995. Um, it is before he meets Sonic. So this is before he becomes an ensla- indentured slave to <laughs> to the freaking hedgehog. This is when Tails was just enjoying his life. Uh, swishing his tail about uh, and in no hurry to either because Tails gets in no hurry in this... Uh, not Sonic game. No, he's a slow. It's a slow, a slow burn. I mean, it's still a yeah. Uh, what do you call it? A, it's a it's a scrolling Pla- it's, platformer. But yeah, it's but action not- platformer. I think is actually how it's listed. But I mean, if you're if you're signed up thinking, oh, Tails is going to be running along pretty quickly, you know, and flying behind Sonic. No, he's uh-uh. he's he's a slow moving uh, kind of guy. And I actually, in once I once I accept once my brain accepted it, yeah, seeing these uh, Sonic type backgrounds and worlds 
I started really enjoying myself. Well, this is the problem. It didn't it didn't sell well, and I think the reason it didn't no. is because this didn't feature the blazing fast blast processing bullshit of Sonic. Yeah. And people were like, well, I'm not going to play that then. It's not like, like real Sonic game or whatever. It's stupid. This is a knockoff. This is dumb. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It just feels like a, it yeah. felt like a really homey, fun kind of game. It reminded me of, it's more like a Mario pacing to it. Yeah, exactly. And, Much um, more Mario pacing. If you can imagine, Mark, except this time, Tails, you know, he likes the gadgets. And yeah. we're watching some great footage right now where Tails is in his little Pope Mobile of a drill boat i don't know this a drill boat is that what that what is, that is. It's it's some kind of kind of, the underwater submarine. levels are actually decent because it's this boat you're using instead of him just swimming yeah and, yeah uh, that's but pretty uh cool. it's pretty great and there's he's also gets to drop bombs it's, it's more of a thinker instead of uh running you know left or right you gotta you gotta solve environmental uh obstacles and yeah. uh, attack the enemy so you got these oh, little robots too. Oh, he's got he's got these little robots yeah, you can oh, send God. off and do work yes. and hide and stuff it's pretty it's a it's a cool game i like it a lot yeah yeah we we you say why didn't y'all just put some sonic in there surely there's a sonic in your list not really no. uh because all the sonic games the, i think there's only two that were exclusive to the game gear and if you were going to play a Sonic game, you, you might as well just played it. Yeah, why? Fine. Yeah, it's why fine. wouldn't you play this? Just something different, you know. Yeah. That takes better advantage, I think, of the hardware. You could never really replicate Sonic on this thing anyway. You could try because right, it's too fast. Because once again, like we talked about in the game, but previous to this, uh, Master of Darkness, the, it is the sprites have to be so large that it's really hard. It's already hard enough to see Sonic when you're trying to zoom along. Yeah. Uh, but if you even lessen that screen even smaller and increase the size of Sonic, it gets really difficult to sure. know, know when you're about to hit something. Now, you Marvel fans out there probably asking yourselves, if I was presented with the choice to play as either Cyclops or Wolverine, uh, <laughs> the answer is, why would I ever play Cyclops? Well, <laughs> good news. There's a game where you can totally do that, and it sounds like this. Kind of and that's cool the that's the '90s X Men song somewhere, right? That's not the Somehow, intro song, but it's no. it's very much of that, yeah, theme, right? It's not that the opening theme was um, how'd it go? Yeah, that whole thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Cyclops sucks in this game, and I don't know why you'd play him. I went and played it and decided <laughs> to go back and start over with Wolverine, and he's way more fun. So uh, do that. I I thought the same thing at, two, at first too. As a matter of fact. I didn't think that at all because at first I thought you could just play a Cyclops. I didn't realize the opening screen, and you could get back to it as well. Yeah. You can switch between characters. And I was like, oh, you can do that. But if you get your mutant power power up, yeah. uh, if you hit the start button, I don't know if you figured this out or not. If you hit the start button, you can use this blaster. Yep. And so that's what I would do. So it was pretty good for range. Which it took a while to because- do because for most of it, you're just punching. You're just kicking dudes, yeah, you're and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. Cyclops literally has a high-powered freaking nuke beam built into his right. eyes. Why aren't we using that? Oh, I have to hit start. Okay. Yeah. That just hit start, which brings up the mutant power. If you had the mutant power charged up, then you can use it. If not, then you have to wait until you come across some more uh, power-ups. I always kind of... Uh, I get it. I'm always mad, though, when they do this with uh, superheroes in video games, especially during this era. Where it's like they don't give them the power ups; they just give them punch abilities. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. get it. Yeah. I get if you had them using their powers all the time, it might be kind of lame. But yeah, my other so complaint um, is there's too much verticality in the game. I much prefer oh, yeah. side scrollers that focus on the side and not the up and down. <laughs> yeah, this agreed. game has got like 
I don't know how stacked it is with stuff, but you got to go really high, and there's no easy map or anything, so you just don't know no. where you are 90% of the time. That's my yeah, only you start complaint. out in the mansion where uh, Magneto has kidnapped the other X-Men, who you can unlock. Uh, you can play, if, you, if you're a big fan of like Storm, Rogue, uh, Psylocke, which I don't think you could play in many places uh, before. I think Ibit pointed that out to us the other day when we was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nightcrawler and Iceman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you can, but you, well, you have to unlock those guys as you go along. Uh, yeah, you had to, and you levels. can play them. I can't remember how it works, though. Do you have to start over with them, or could you continue? I, no, I think you use it at the level start. I think, oh, okay. I, I, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. We played a lot of games this past week, and for some reason, I played actually two X-Men games. <laughs> Did you and really? This one made it to the top. What was the? It was another X Men Game Gear game. What was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was an exclusive. It was the X Men Game Masters Legacy, which is, I would say, in some ways, a it's more polished. Okay. I don't know if it's more fun, but the 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 oh man, the sprites are fantastic looking. Uh, but something about this one just kind of stuck with me. Where the other one was kind of like, uh, it looks really good. Uh, but something about it just kind of lacked a little bit for me. Yeah, this one was a little more snappy. I agree with that. Yeah, a little snappier. Now, uh, one of the big competition points for handheld game systems at the time was who had Tetris, and the answer right. was Nintendo had Tetris. <laughs> that's that's why, um, and that's responsible for why that system sold so many. Um, yeah, by many accounts, is Tetris was a system seller. It was a killer app, and uh, and so it was the candy it. crush of his time. It Everybody was. had to have it. Yeah, okay. Think of early Candy Crush. When everybody yeah. still gave a shit about Candy Crush, you're absolutely right. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Tetris still to this day one of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah, um, in my it's in the top ten. It's got to be right. Oh like, yeah, holy crap! Yeah, we can't beat it. Has well, be. anyway, these guys said, "Well, we got a thing," and it's got kind of this intro music that's sort of similar to Tetris, and it's also got backgrounds that look like a city, like a, a Arabian city, like Tetris, and. Except now you drop and we're dropping gem column things down, and we call it columns. Actually, we're going to call it super columns for this recent uh, version. And yeah, uh, the, the originally, the original columns launched uh, with the Sega Game Gear as a pack-in. This was super columns. I picked. I went with this one uh, because the other columns made it to a whole bunch of more systems. This super columns kind of lived and died here. Yeah, didn't go anywhere else. Um, yeah. Columns is an interesting thing it's not quite poyo poyo it's not quite well dr robotnik's mean bean machine was basically reskin poyo poyo right poyo poyo however it's how you say poyo, poyo, I, i'm going what you said uh but columns oh boy the person playing here is bad well maybe they must not. be me maybe they're good and i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving them not enough credit here because look at this now he's clearing everything out anyway uh it is uh not as good as tetris but it's it's an okay puzzle game on its own right. I think Columns is fine. All right, a big, yeah. a big healthy F for fine here. Yeah, I list this how I would do it. If you were looking at getting a a, a Game Gear and picking up a couple of games, this is probably going to come free with it, yeah. or maybe not Super Columns, but Columns for sure. Yeah, uh, you you'll get enough uh, joy out of Columns, uh, and then you'll say, I, I could just play this on my um, phone. Yeah. Right? A million times. Over yeah, there's a bunch a of columns games. ripoffs on your phone. There is. Right. There may even be an official columns on your phone. I'm not actually yeah. sure. Uh, but none of them are Tetris. That's the key here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I hate you know I say that I, I say that with no disrespect intended because I think it's a it's still a good it's a fun okay time killing thing but it doesn't have the depth you know the fact it's that just, you can't rotate them it's just like the Game Gear thing is like 
against the Game Boy, it pales. But you know, as a, as a as a standalone thing, it's fine. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It does its own thing, and that's fine. Super Columns does its own things. It's not Tetris, no. and it never will be. But that's fine. No, it was like having the you know the Tetris L shapes. Imagine having yeah. a bunch of those, but with the L part lopped off, right. and they and they can't rotate. Enjoy that. Enjoy your game. Yeah. Instead, you can you can re reassemble <laughs> the stack of colored gems. Yeah. Things and it columns. is a different. It's a whole different strategy. If you didn't know, it's called columns. Yeah. Not. Not co- two. Well, I guess it is called plural columns, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Super, it is. yeah. So I guess it is called columns. Okay, my bad. Well, because you put it's one not down. called rows. No, it's not called rows. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a game. I want to play a game called rows. Hell yeah, dude! Sega rows. rows down. I'd be into that. <laughs> Axel Rose. He he would sponsor it. Anyway, that's Super Columns, nineteen ninety five. Still a cartridge, uh, quite easy to find. I I looked them up. Uh, they're all yeah, over the place yeah. because, like you said, they they were packed in, and uh, yeah. and the Super One was pretty easy to get. So uh, yeah, if you're trying to build your Game Gear collection, you'll have no trouble finding that. You might have trouble okay. though finding Arena Maze of Death. Ooh, Maze of Death my least favorite of the list i did not enjoy yeah we're game. getting down to the very end of the sega game gear there was not going to be many more things coming to the sega game gear when i first After saw this one i got excited because i went "Ooh, little three-quarter inch dude or uh three-quarter view dude running around yeah. doing cool shit nah he'd mostly mostly just dodging bullets and going screen to screen and it gets <laughs> real old i didn't like it yeah he's dodging bullets and all the bullets are pong style bullets so when he shoots they're like little round balls and you're fighting against i guess are those supposed to be i don't robots? know what those are like terminators uh, or cyborgs or yeah knows what i actually like. ended up playing this longer than i meant to for some reason I, and i think it was just because of the exploration aspect uh, because you have to go you go room to room uh, and you have to figure out in that room, you have to find a key so that you can open a door to get to the next area. And that's probably the most compelling part of that. It, the, the shooting part was just, I got to do this so they'll stop shooting me so I can continue to look. Yeah, because you're just, just looking. That's really what you're doing. <laughs> right. You're just right. looking. It's like, move, I'm trying to look. From a from a from like a gameplay video perspective, like a graphics perspective, I thought this looked, yeah. looked really cool. But I thought the gameplay was just kind of damp. It wasn't great. Yeah, I think... Like like we usually see at the end of end, end of uh, a lot of these systems when they get near end of life, uh, yeah. you, every every enhancement, every shortcut to making a good game has kind of been met, and they can just kind of reproduce that, and they can make a good looking, good running game. Uh, question is, do they make it fun? Yeah, and that's the hard part, man. That's the hard part. It's all right though. Uh, worth. Sorry, right. uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Arena Maze Death. We put it on here for what and worth playing. It's at least worth checking out. Yeah, I, I would check it out. I mean, it's it's basically Running Man the game without yeah, the IP. Yeah. Um, you can always tell when these games are trying to be something they can't, and they can't call themselves that, but they definitely play like right. that. Oh, and it's, the, it's set in the far-flung future of 2026. Oh, my so Lord. Really? We have this to yeah. look forward to, dude? Oh, my hell. Yeah. I looked at my isometric life of uh, exploring warehouses. How can we even do it? <laughs> and trying to... The thing is, I think... I. I don't know why the robots had to stand in place. And I think that there, there was roving robots that drove around, but then there were others that just stood, stood in place. There. I don't understand why they weren't just 
turrets or they something. Just they just stood there. They were basically yeah. turrets with legs that wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> the legs were for looks. <laughs> Chat, chat's right. Uh, <laughs> Dross in the chat says, he's a man and he is running. You're right. He's a running man. <laughs> You're right. And he's trying to get to the, he's trying to broadcast something at a TV station or something because we're all brainwashed, blah, 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 something about social media, whatever. Yeah. Whatever is right. <laughs> Okay, Whatever. we got some worth of mentions here. I like the Shining Force series, and they made a game called The Shining Absolutely. Force, A Sword of Hygia. Or Hygia? Am I saying that right? Hygia. Something like that. Hygia? Hygia. H-A-J-Y-A. I'm sure somebody Japanese-speaking individual. And the reason we didn't include that is the same reason we didn't include Ristar for the Game Gear, which is a pretty good version of that game, because we're going to do Shining Force and Ristar episodes of their own at some point. They're going to get the love. They are, because Ristar in particular, i got to talk about why that game... Still one of my favorite platformers that should have taken off. I don't know what happened. I don't get yeah, it. I don't either. Is it the grabby hands? Is that what's freaking people I, out? I, I like know. the grabby hands, but I, I know like how you feel part. about like disembodied grabby hands. I know you're not a fan. Right. So yeah, I'll not talk disembodied. Stretchy's fine. I'm fine with stretchy. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because they connect yeah. to the shoulders, but you're saying if they got, they're just floating out there, F that noise. Yeah. I mean, Mickey Mouse runs on those little rubber legs. I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> But if his if his rubber legs disappear, I'm like, oh ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho. I'm What's fine up? with that. Yeah. Uh and also we didn't bring up any of the Disney games. I will tell you my favorite Game Gear game is is actually a Disney game. Um, but it's one that will probably be included in a compilation that we'll do in the future, and that is yeah. uh the Castle of Illusion port for the Game Gear is actually yeah. very, very good. Um They did really good. Disney was really killing it yeah. at about this time. They were they did were a lot of good stuff. Right. Yep. And they were yeah. putting them on everything. You can get your Disney games just about anywhere. Yeah, you use a lot, a lot of action platformers, and they just just always seem to work well. I need to play that new. I don't know if you've touched it, but that Disney, um, oh, it's like it's kind of Disney Stardew Valley, but it's called something. Oh yeah, um, people <sighs> rave about that. That thing's got like ridiculously high uh, yeah. reviews on Steam and stuff. I probably just need to grab that piece piece of work and see what's up. Piece Dreamlight work, Valley, that's it. There you go. Nailed I just, it. I just feel like I'm like, do I really want to play some cutesy Disney game? But everyone's like, dude, it's really yes. fun. You got to play it. It's really good. You better run on it, boy. How are you talking about it in 20 years? We don't play it now. It's on Game Pass, which obviously that'd be great. Oh. But it feels like the kind of game I want to play in bed on my Steam Deck. And I don't want to Agreed. go through. I still haven't gone through the work it takes to get uh, Game Pass xCloud working on my Steam Deck. I need. A, okay. I want a native damn way to do it. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Just make yeah. it native way. Why can't you freaking do that, Microsoft? If it ain't RetroArch or uh, Steam built in, I don't, I don't mess with it. KT Anything Data more, in the chat. More complicated. I trust Kevin. Kevin, send me a link to your to the easiest way to make that work because I think I did it the hard way last time. Yeah, and it soured me on it. I would much rather do that, I guess. So send me that, will you? All right, Kevin's the man. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. We uh, we talked about one and two, but also there's Triple Trouble. This is the mm-hmm. uh, uh, 1994 thing. It has Knuckles in it. It yeah. was uh, it was a sequel to Sonic Chaos, right? The 93 yeah. game? Yeah, Sonic Chaos. And it had uh, the one and only appearance of Knack the Weasel. Mm. Yeah, because he sucked. <laughs> Don't keep Knack the Weasel around. He sucks. I like Big the Knack Cat. The Big the Cat, And the Weasel goes Knack. Yeah, remember Big the Cat? Do you remember him? He was cool. Secondary oh, character. I, I totally forgot about no geez what yeah big the Blow cat my mind may, right now he may have shown up in the dreamcast um uh uh adventure game that yes. may be where he first showed up but but big the cat he's my man i like Christ. that dude 
And then uh, you got Chicago Syndicate, 1995, is basically uh, Eternal Champions mob noir stuff. It's not a good game. No, it's not a good game. It no. sucked. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all so right. So one, this is, we, we mentioned a bunch of games we think that are worth playing. Uh, here's one that is definitely not, and this is a, a, a something that, it, it, it epitomizes everything you shouldn't do. Yeah. All the font work, all the text, which are sometimes important in reading, uh, they were all this weird font, and you couldn't read it. Even even at the scale that I had it at, mm-hmm. uh, it was just difficult. I couldn't imagine trying to play this on the on the Game Gear, and uh, it was just it didn't play well. Yeah. But if you like Toronto Champions, maybe you'll like Chicago Syndicate, where they follow the story of uh, one That's of the, the characters. One character, this, yeah, the noir looking character that wore yeah, a the hat noir looking character stuff. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name, but I liked him. I played him when I played Eternal. Yeah, Champions. I'm sure this is somebody's favorite game. But we got to do a show about the pretenders to the street fighter throne of the 16-bit era you know eternal champions is on that list yeah uh all the well fatal fury and those those were those had big followings but i don't know it'd be an interesting discussion we could talk what what was it so you said okay yeah 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 i think that's actually a really good topic i like that one yeah i think we should think about that yeah uh all right that's basically it game gear's awesome you should go play it. It's highly, uh, highly emulatable, but also, like yeah. Brian said, you can get the hardware here and there. You can get the... Well, a lot uh, of these games, a lot of these games you can find, uh, I think, I want to say the, the Nintendo Switch has some of these and some of the Sega collections and things. I'll, I meant to take a deeper dive and I forgot about it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you can, I know there's a bunch of collections that some of these games show up in. Yeah, that's the that other thing play. is you can get those. So anyway, look for it and see what you think. Okay, it's time to guess game. Destroy it. <laughs> we guess each other's game by a little bit of audio and a date, maybe a hint or two. And uh, we try to see if we can guess it. So we're going to start this week with me and this little uh, title. This is from 1990, and it was on the Game Gear. Oh. And so you're going to have to figure it out. You here. stayed on brand. I did oh. this week, yeah. So here you go. Okay, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's they all kind of sound the same these games, but any guesses? Any thoughts? Any if that's not Mickey Mouse going yeah. on the steamboat, I don't know what it is. Um it might be. Here. It definitely feels like the like I said, it definitely feels like a Disney title. Okay. I'll give you I'll I'll give you that until you are correct. So my next hint is that yes, it is a Disney title. Is it the one you mentioned earlier? I don't know. What did I say? You didn't you say Castle of Illusion? Shit, you got it. Nicely done. Brian got it. It's Castle of Illusion. And that's me playing, and I ended up playing for two oh, and a really? half hours. Yeah, because I was like I was just gonna play a little to get audio out of it. Yeah. Because um, I'll do that most of the time when I do audio. I'd rather play it and kind of see it while I'm doing it to get it rather than just go to YouTube or something. And I ended up playing this for like two and a half hours. That is awesome. That's a great game. It's real good. Yeah, People should play it. All right. Uh, nicely done. Brian, you killed me this week so far. Let's see how I do. Any uh, Anything you can tell me about the year clip before I hit play? Let me get to pull it. Let me make sure I remember what it was. <laughs> um, arcade. Arcade, what year? It was at the arcade in, in 1984. Okay. Uh, and it was, I do remember what it was. Um, <laughs> and it was 1984. Uh-huh. It was the arcade. Yeah. And I don't want to give it. Just, let's just go from there, and then we'll see if you, some of the other hints would be like super givey. 
Okay, let's find out. Here we go. Oh, I like this. That actually slaps. I like that. Yeah, it does. Okay. Oh, well, I know this. I know this. Yeah, you do. This isn't, um, this isn't, it's not crazy climber, right? No, no, no. Okay. There is some climbing in it, but yeah, that, that little noise is probably climbing. Okay. Oh, geez. Hello? <laughs> I. I don't... Hold on. All right, give me another hint. I need another hint. What if I told you it was a Nintendo thing? Oh, that's why it's... Oh! This is, um... This is Popeye. Oh. Is it? I would see where you think, I would see where you think that. No. It's not Popeye? <laughs> not so Popeye? Popeye's not Popeye. Popeye. Not Popeye? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> So when you say it's a Nintendo thing, a Nintendo like, yes, yeah, Nintendo thing. Uh, How would you like to play as either? Oh, uh, Crazy Climbers. No, that's a good guess, but no, not even close. Not Crazy Climbers. Ice Climbers. Uh, nope, not even. Close. Shit, I give up. What is it? Well, well, would you like to play as a, a Mario or a Luigi? Maybe would you want to? Oh, this is just straight up, straight up Mario Brothers. Nope, it's the Wrecking Crew, baby. I don't know what that is. What is that? Versus, ver, versus. Uh, do you remember any of the verses? Yeah, uh, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the versus uh, Wrecking Crew, and they they had this also on the NES. Hold on, versus Wrecking Crew. I never played the arcade, but I played on the NES, and I, I was like, oh man, I gotta play the arcade version of this. I don't remember this at all. Oh my gosh, what even is this game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is real. Yeah, this is real. Mario and Luigi break down, uh, see, designated walls to demolish buildings. Be warned, however, the buildings are home to monsters. They wander around. Bah, 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 bah. I didn't know this was a. I, I've never. How have I never seen this game? It is awesome. I didn't play it very much, but I never saw the arcade version. I would have loved to have seen it because I did. How I got there was I started doing some. Uh, uh, research into the versus system yeah, that yeah. that they were using, no. and I was like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool!" And I saw, I was like, "Oh, I think I played this on the uh, the NES," and I'm like, "Oh, I did!" And I was like, "Oh, this is pretty dang cool." Absolutely wild, dude! That. I have no. I have One no. day we'll have to do an episode on that on that system. It's I, pretty cool. Yeah, I would. the The one up thing I always just assume is like a bunch of boards, but it's not that simple, is it? It was like a. Mm. It's different than that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to do something kind of weird today. See if I can find it. Um, I'm going to read an email, and we'll do it with this guy's voice. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to do this with this new thing. Uh, this is from, let's see, this is from Gabe, who sent this in. And uh, here's what he had to say. Let's see if I can give him. Here we go. All right, here we go. Whoops. Okay. Hey, retrographers. I was wondering if either of you had any experience with games by Pangea Software. When I was a kid, computers would come with games by them pre-downloaded. 
I sunk so much time into games like Automatic just because it was there, and my best friend and I started playing Power Pete when we were eight and probably finished when we were ten. The Candyland level song still gets stuck in my head sometimes. My partner said she had a game called Bugdom that holds a special place in her heart, and lo and behold, Bugdom is also by Pangea. It seems like they did games for both Mac and Windows. The other games that were ubiquitous for kids in the 90s were games by Humongous Entertainment, especially Putt-Putt and Freddy Fish, but certainly Pajama Sam and the Backyard Sports games as well. It would be super interesting to have an episode on Pangea games and possibly one on kids games in the 90s, but that one is mostly just for me. P-Cheers, Gabe. All right, and Gabe. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. I love that read. God, I feel like I was listening to an audiobook. I know, it's That weird. was so wild. Isn't that weird? Um, yeah. yeah, he. so the stuff he's talking about, I remember all this stuff, but I didn't yeah. play any of it. I played a good bit of Freddy Fish. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, but not. But, but I was, I was, you know, my kids were playing Freddy Fish, and I was like, I'm gonna move out. Let me show you how to play this stupid game. So you, you showed them what for? You got in there and yeah, gave yeah, it to right. them. Let me, let me show you, little youngins, uh, okay. how to how to play it. Play, play this stupid. Ooh, this is kind of fun. Yeah, no, no. It's I, look. <laughs> I, I, I remember the putt putt things. Yeah, uh, very, very vaguely. So I couldn't right. tell you much about them, but. Um, Anyway. But yeah, th- this this rock this was all over the place uh, throughout the '90s and probably a little bit into the to the 2000s, right? So I mean, yeah. it definitely fits in. Freddy Fish was huge. I mean, if you can you can ask anybody of a certain age if they remember Freddy Fish, and they absolutely remember Freddy Fish. All right, uh, how about this one? This is a text. This was sent to us uh, via 801-471-0462, and it went something like this: like this. I grew up with the N64, and as I got older. I always thought the graphics were awful in that early 3D era, but now I am starting to think it was how I was displaying them that was part of the problem. I think early 3D games really need to be played with a CRT to look their best, or at least on original hardware to get some of the lower quality video output it was meant for to blur lines, especially on the N64. Otherwise, with something like an emulator, the image tends to be too sharp, which makes how crude and jagged the models are very obvious. But with the blurriness of a key RT and old school video cables, it makes things look much smoother than they actually are. Love the show. Hope you guys are doing well. P.S. You guys should look into EverDrives to use on OG hardware. Got one for my 64 yesterday and I'm having a blast with it. There is definitely something to playing it on the real hardware rather than an emulator. All right. So agreed. Tell me, do you have an EverDrive? Are you doing? I do that? not have an EverDrive. Unfortunately, I went to purchase an EverDrive about five seconds after the explosion of uh, of not being able to get anything. Yeah, and uh, I wanted one. I was looking at one for my Sega Genesis because I was really look. Uh, I was really interested in that. But man, no, it was a super outpriced. I don't know if they've started uh, kind of getting these back in some. I'm trying to look now. Um. I still don't see the one for the game. Uh, what's the, is it game, game Gear? What is game the Game Gear, gear one? Yeah. Get out of here. There's a Game Gear one. Look at that. Okay. $134. Yeah, before before the before the madness happened, uh, yeah, it, the, these things were like more like in the $60, $80 range, which seemed to be more reasonable. But uh, I guess at this point, I guess $119 and up to $150 is just what it cost. Huh. So I should just get over it. Yeah. I should just get over it and stop remembering the good old days yep. and just accept my fate. Yeah, take it. Take it. Okay. Just yeah, take wait it. a minute. Now I'm seeing the Mega EverDrive X3 is $42. 
So maybe some of these other ones are kind of coming down. They oh, were maybe. Maybe the they're fold. getting cheaper. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Game Boy 60. That's what I would expect to pay. That's what I would be fine with paying. A uh, quick note here uh, on his point about the N64 and part of the problem being what you were displaying it on. I mean, that's a good point. If you got a crappy old CRT TV. Oh, yeah. And it's not great at, you know, it's not some Trinitron flat screen where you get the best possible yeah. image. You're going to you're going to be pretty jaggy and gross uh on that this thing. was this was something that used to happen a good bit uh the the developers would were able to look at these uh games at a higher resolution in some instances and they would uh intentionally have the lines drawn in a way that they knew that the, they'd be blurring mm-hmm. uh with the crt so that that was actually part of the painting process of going what was the end user going to see Right. Uh, and absolutely, it makes a difference. That's the reason why I have three CRTs in my office that yep. I hook up my real hardware to, yeah. because it just looks good. Now, you can also emulate that as well. You can emulate those scan lines, and you can have some success here and there. Yep. You can also uh, upgrade to with something like a RetroTINK 5X that costs money. Yep. No, it's a lot cheaper. Yep. Just wait until somebody throws a CRT on the side of the road and pick it up. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and if you live in the South, that's every other day. So get down there yep. and get that there done. There you go. Uh, nicely done. Thank you all for your messages. 801 You can either leave voicemails or uh, texts there, or you can send us an email, playretroshow at gmail.com, like Gabe did today. It's now time to... Well, it's time for this. Whoops, why isn't that playing? Oh, I, we already did the... You know what? I'm, I'm dumb. I forgot to do this. Welcome to the treasure. That was for our emails. All right? I forgot to do it. What are you going to so do? So just uh, in your mind... Yeah, Played that. I'm an idiot. Uh, hey, don't worry, everybody who was, wishes we were talking about very, very retro, uh, because next week we're going to talk about Defender, 1981's Defender. Yes, we will not have to defender our position about retro next week, will we? No, we will no longer have to defend er, her. <laughs> Uh, no, we're going to, yeah, finally Defender, the scrolling shooter game developed by Williams Electronics in 1980, uh, released in arcades in 1981, and it is considered by many to be one of the great oldies of all time. And a little bit, uh, unless you have a, uh, it's a lot of buttons. You guys don't probably remember how many buttons were on Defender, but uh, there was more than the one that you would play in your Atari. Yep. And we'll probably talk about the Atari port too. I think a lot of people played that Defender on on the Atari. Yeah, game. I think so too. And it was it was yeah. all right actually. It was not bad. And I actually think it controlled better because I think there were too many buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the arcade yeah. game uh, that you could much simplify these days, and they are. We, if you if you play it emulated, you'll have a better time, in my opinion, than you yeah. would then, because uh, they've worked out some of that stuff to be tied to your controllers today. So anyway, that'll be Defender, one of the the greatest arcade games of all time. Does it hold up? Well, turn in next week and find out. In the meantime, if you like this show, like Drew Lund, Richard Neller, and Sharon McFalls, they're our latest patrons, then you want to be one of them as well at patreon.com slash playretro. Signing up's easy. Learning about how it works is easy. And uh, guess guess what else is easy? Getting episodes with no commercials ever and getting pre-show content every single week uh, right there at patreon.com slash playretro. It also helps us afford these silly little gadgets and things that we need to get to make the show uh so please keep it coming we really appreciate it your support is wonderful 
Brian, I think that's everything. Do you have anything you'd like I, to add to this uh, discussion about Patreon or or this or oh, did you do? Did you uh, you were going to video something for patrons? Yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm I'm still trying to uh, finish my 3D print. I ran into a bump and I was just trying to complete it. Uh, and hopefully, I will complete that very shortly. I should have a lot more time this weekend. Foolishly, I thought. Uh, the weekend before uh, Valentine's Day would 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 uh, you know uh, give me plenty of t- no no it was it's, nope. it's the weekend after Valentine's that I should have been shooting for yeah that's what'll happen to you uh, but don't worry we once in a while we'll have a little extra of that stuff on there as well another fine reason to join us on Patreon and I swear we're gonna do this like and it's a perfect time because we're gonna be heading back with uh, with this with this arcade stuff and I got my GRS spinner and that's what yeah. we're talking about uh, for for video footage of, Wayne can of you do inflation. can you do uh, you can't do control defender with that can you with that device I was trying to remember there's a bunch of different layouts for defender at the arcade it had that cool little uh, like layout like yeah. a control center type setup yeah uh, and I was trying to figure out if I could do that um, I want you to try. Mm. That's what I, I want. Think I'm gonna try. Yeah. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be hilarious. Maybe it can. Yeah, it's gonna be hilarious. Me Defender with the wheel. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, that's even better. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, anyway, tune in next week to see how that went. That'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Coffee? Tea? Stick up!